Christian, welcome to the Craft Beer League podcast. Oh, thank you guys very much for having me. Absolute pleasure to be here. We were big fans of athletic brewing. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that I think on almost every podcast we've had, athletic brewing has come up. It not by us, by by the guests saying when we ask, hey, what do you think's interesting going on in craft beer? I think it's the first or second thing mentioned. Uh, <laughs> welcome. We were really excited about you being on the podcast. And in our next league that's starting in a couple of weeks, we're going to be adding uh, one of the, the athletic brewing brands to our craft beer league. So we're this, the timing of this is is uh, is really working out. That's phenomenal. Well, an absolute honor to be featured in the league. Uh, an even a bigger honor to be sitting here talking with you guys. So thanks for the opportunity. I think everyone that listens to this podcast is familiar with like athletic brewing, but can you give a little bit maybe of your history of how you found athletic brewing in your? Yeah, sure. Uh, by all means. Um, you know, I was uh, you know very fortunate you know to grow up um, around the beer industry. Um, you know, down actually in Texas where you know, I'm originally from. And uh, I found out um, in high school that while I uh, may not have been able to uh, legally purchase, uh, you know, alcohol, that I was able to purchase brewing equipment. Um, and, you know, really, you know, through uh, influence uh, mainly from my dad, um, you know, and some of uh, his coworkers, I you know, really fell in love with craft beer and, you know, what it stood for. Um, and, you know, after school, uh, whenever I was, looking, you know, what my career, you know, was going to look like. Um, I reached out to over 110 breweries across the country, uh, just looking for a foot in the door. Um, heard back from approximately 20 of them, interviewed with maybe uh, eight, and I ultimately found myself working with Real Ale Brewing Company down in Texas, uh, which was an amazing experience. Um, started off as a brand ambassador, um, you know, back in 2016 and, you know, kind of worked my way up. Um, through a little bit of uh, fortune and a little bit of luck, you know, here and there. Um, and then um, I was doing long distance um, with my then girlfriend, now fiance, who was in medical school out in Philadelphia. And I knew I wanted to move out east. And uh, in college, I interned for Bump Williams uh, Consulting uh, for two summers. And Bump's always been uh, a pretty big mentor for me, you know, within my career and you know, within life. And he and I go and you know, do quite a bit of fly fishing together. And he mentioned to me offhand one day after, you know, we'd looked at some other, you know, different breweries and kind of had, you know, gone through the interview process and asked me if I had heard of Athletic Brewing Company. And of course, you know, at the time, you know, I mentioned, no, I had not. And he just kind of mentioned, hey, maybe you want to take a look at these guys and they have an opening, you know, down in Philadelphia. So I went on the website. And of course, I think like a lot of, you know, people, the first time they were introduced to Athletic, I was, you know, a little confused. Um, honestly, uh, craft non-alcoholic beer, you know, what is that? That's something I've never really heard of. Um, it doesn't, you know, at the time, I think, you know, a little bit of arrogance on my own end. Uh, but, you know, Bump kind of convinced me just to, you know, give them a try, give them a look. So I ended up applying, uh, you know, for the position. And I actually got uh, an offer letter the next day from from uh, Bill Schufelt, our co-founder, and found that pretty fascinating and ended up giving Bill a call asking him if I could you know, learn a little bit more about you know, the brand and whatnot. And, you know, Bill was you know, fortunate enough to have me come out and, you know, within five minutes of meeting, you know, Bill and John um, at our brewery in uh, Stratford, Connecticut, I turned to them and said, you know, I'm all in, you know, I, I don't care if it's sweeping the floors or, 
pack hall or wherever you want me to go. I, I just want to you know, be a part of this because it was so apparent to me that there were no shortcuts at Athletic, that, you know, Bill and John were doing things the right way and the culture that they were really cultivating, you know, really focused on quality and focused on, you know, building something, you know, for our community and building something that, you know, we can really be proud of. And uh, since then, that was, you know, a little bit over a year and a half ago. Um, and it's been a really amazing ride since then. I've, Mike's heard this a lot, but I've never been a big fan of non-alcoholic beer. This is amazing this is amazing beer on its own. And I'm just wondering what, I know it's it's probably proprietary, but in a, maybe a very generalized way, how are you guys doing this to make it taste so good? Sure, sure, sure. Um, definitely proprietary. I have definitely signed a number of documents. It's also patent pending. Sure. Um, you know, but I, I think the easiest way to describe, you know, what Athletic is doing is to say what we're not doing. You know, the traditional way to make non-alcoholic beer I mean, you know, that technology and that brewing methodology has been around for 30 or 40 years. Um, you know, there's vacuum distillation, there's reverse osmosis, you know, but at its essence, you're essentially, you know, brewing beer and then forced removing the alcohol. And, you know, whenever Bill and John you know, went back to the drawing board, you know, with the notion that if they were going to make a great tasting, you know, non-alcoholic beer, there had to be a, a different way to do so. You know, over 200, you know, different you know, iterations and pilot batches and brewing in an empty warehouse, you know, for eight months, you know, they eventually came up with the methodology that we use today, um, you know, which, you know, at your point, uh, it really is, you know, just pointing towards that we do not, you know, force remove the alcohol. You know, we use the same four ingredients every beer on the planet's made with. Um, you know, we just never allow it to ferment above, you know, 0.5%. Um, you know, we're just brewing at the super sessionable levels, um, you know, and that's where you get, you know, like great results. And, you know, ultimately, you know, we're brewing great tasting craft beer that just happens to be non-alcoholic. It's an amazing product. You're somewhat expand a national standpoint. You know, I, I'm based in Connecticut, so I've been a big fan for a while. But what, what's, how many states are you in right now? <laughs> that's, that's a really good question. It kind of depends on uh, what day of the week you're yeah, asking us. right? Uh, I, thought, I thought that might, you might say that because it's, it is growing. Yeah. You guys are on a fairly interesting trajectory. Oh, w- without a doubt. You know, whenever, you know, we take a look back at where we were in, you know, 2019 in October, we were actually only in, you know, five states up in the Northeast. And it wasn't because, you know, that the demand wasn't there. It's because we didn't have the supply, you know, at the time. Um, we, we hit our uh, kind of supply ceiling in, you know, August of 2019. And we started to look around the, the country for where we could, you know, thoughtfully expand. Um, you know, we eventually, you know, wound up finding a really great opportunity out in San Diego. Um, we, we purchased an old Ballast Point facility, uh, Ballast Point's old Trade Street facility, and we retrofitted that. Um, and, you know, that now has some pretty substantial capacity. Um, but as of today, uh, we are in 23 states um, in three-tier distribution uh, across the United States. We have another three that are still lined up to launch by year's end. Uh, but we've actually, you know, at this point in time through our e-commerce platform, We've actually been distributed to all 50 states in the country. So it's a really interesting component of our business. You know, that not only are we going about it, you know, within that traditional kind of three-tier system, but also, you know, really utilizing that e-com platform to get beer to the masses whenever we don't have a distribution partner in place. That's a unique opportunity that you can just ship it anywhere. So. Without a doubt. No, I, I mean, I think it's so interesting, but uh, the other thing that's interesting, and I don't know how you felt, you know, when you were accepting the job and, you know, thinking back, you know, to that time, but uh, it seemed like it was at a time where in craft beer, uh, everyone seemed to be pushing the boundaries in terms of the higher uh, alcohol content. 
you know, and, and mm -hmm. so then athletic comes along and, you know, and, and kind of hits it at that lower end of the scale. So did, uh, were there any concerns about that or, or, or did, you know, did Bill and the team just sell you that, you know, this, this is something that that's important and, uh, and, and is a reason to, to get behind it. Sure. You know, I, I think, you know, to answer that question, you know, first and foremost, you know, at Athletic, you know, we're not prohibitionists. Um, you know, we are not a, a soapbox company, you know, that's sitting here and telling people not to drink, you know, beer or to, you know, remove alcohol from their lives. You know, we've always viewed ourselves as something that is complementary, not only to the craft beer world, you know, but also just, uh, you know, people's everyday occasions. Alcohol does a really amazing job of, you know, bringing people together, you know, and connecting, you know, folks from all over the world and all over different communities. And they do a really amazing job of that on two nights of the week, you know, mainly on Fridays and Saturdays. But there still are, you know, five other days of the week um, and all these different occasions. Um, but to answer the, you know, the original question, you know, I, I think, you know, we've seen in, you know, craft beer, you know, especially on, whenever we kind of take a look back over the past 15 or 20 years, you know, that pendulum continues to swing from, high ABV to low ABV. And, you know, as we were kind of taking that downswing of craft beer pushing the boundaries, your point, Mike, of, you know, how big and boozy, how, you know, how high can we get the gravity? How many different adjuncts can we throw into it? And now we've kind of come back towards that movement of low ABV, low calorie, you know, thoughtful consumption. The, the draw, you know, towards athletic is a different occasion opportunity. But really for me, it was the quality of the product. Um, it was so apparent to me, you know, from the beginning that there were no shortcuts, you know, and I don't want to come off as too cliche within our own kind of taglines, but there were no compromises that we were making. You know, whether that was the equipment that, you know, that we were putting into place, you know, Crohn's machines from you know, Germany and the absolute top line when it comes to brewing equipment, you know, our canning, you know, line or our, our packaging capabilities. I mean, the whole operation, you know, it's always been about let's go out and let's find the absolute best process, the best equipment from the get go and then build on, you know, build on that. I know it's called athletic brewing, but there is an athletic element to this, correct? It, this is very popular with more active lifestyles. No, without a doubt. You know, and, you know, part of the reason, you know, behind the branding was, you know, to really make this, you know, something that was a lot more inclusive and positive. Uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, the athletic component of it, you know, we like to say that everyone's an athlete, you know, some capacity or another, but you know, we do have a pretty strong tie-in, you know, with the, you know, the marathon community and the biking community and, you know, the outdoor community, um, you know, really centered around the fact that, you know, in a lot of those activities, uh, in a lot of those occasions, you know, having that, you know, alcoholic beverage really isn't an option or it's not really a preferred option, you know, but if you're going to go out and hike, you know, 10, 15 miles to have a great tasting beverage at, you know, the top of a, you know, of a peak is something that's pretty phenomenal, you know, hitting that summit and, you know, cracking open a, IPA, um, you know, or going out, you know, putting in, you know, 10, 12 miles on a run and coming back having upside down, you know, for a lot of, you know, folks out there, you know, that alcohol component, you know, eats into their training capabilities and eats into all the hard work, you know, they put in, but by having something that, you know, is naturally hydrating, something that, you know, tastes great, you know, and isn't, you know, a pretty hefty, you know, punch on the calorie front, um, has been a pretty popular choice. And, you know, we've been, partnered up with, you know, Spartan Racing, um, you know, just inked the deal with USA Triathlon, um, the ADP Volleyball Tour, uh, but also on the local level, you know, we do a ton of partnerships, you know, with local 5K races, 10Ks, running groups, biking groups, hiking groups, CrossFit gyms, I mean, the whole like, 
Um, you know, and we're really trying to take beer where beer's ever, you know, really ever been able to go before. Christian, my first exposure to your beers was after a, a running event. It was a half marathon, and it was, and Mike's heard this, but it was, uh, it was just an awful day weather-wise. It, it, and I'm sure the, the <laughs> race coordinators, it was just bad enough where they had to be thinking about, it wasn't unsafe. But I'm sure there were conversations like, should we have this race? You know, it was it was it, sure, was, sure. it was raining pretty hard. And then afterwards, saw someone uh, with one of your beers, and I said, uh, "Where'd you get that?" And I and he pointed to where you guys were, and he just said, "Oh, it's non-alcoholic." And I said, and I was like, mm. and I was like, "Oh, I could really use a, a real beer right now." This has been a very sure. difficult. This has been a very difficult morning, you know. With the it was a forty mile an hour rainstorm, and but I had it. I'm like, I when I had it, Christian, I actually thought that guy had it wrong. I'm like, oh, he thought it was non-alcoholic, but this this is clearly a regular beer. And then I'm, and then I started talking to uh, the people at the booth, and they're like, "No, it's it's not alcoholic." It was it was an eye opener for me. You have to taste it to really believe it, almost. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Taste tasting is certainly believing. I couldn't agree with you more. And, and obviously, with with the non-alcohol, you know, online makes it easy for you know virtually anyone anywhere to to get the beer. And uh, and I know I've I've picked up some just at, at the local. Um, you know, the, the local uh, beer and wine store uh, in New Jersey. But uh, are there plans to have this out like in restaurants and, and bars as well? Would we start finding it there uh, too? Yeah, uh, without a doubt. You know, leading into, you know, COVID, which of course, you know, hey, we've made it now, what, 25 minutes before we mentioned COVID. Um, you know, but we were featured, you know, at some pretty, you know, prominent beer bars you know, across the country. Um, you, know, you know, Blind Tiger in New York, you know, Monk's Cafe down in Philly, uh, you know, just to name, you know, some of the more, you know, kind of hot button, you know, bra, you know, accounts out there, you know, and we took a pretty drastic turn, you know, with COVID and, you know, the on-premise being shuttered pretty hard, um, you know, but we had a pretty good presence, you know, at, at the on-premise or that's a, you know, bar, restaurant, you know, uh, venues and the like, you know, and the way that we see it, you know, any, you know, bar or restaurant should have a non-alcoholic offering. You know, whether or not, you know, it is athletic or, you know, something else, um, you know, just, you know, so we can, you know, really offer that to the folks that are seeking it out. And, you know, for me personally, you know, I've had plenty of times where, you know, it's a Monday or a Tuesday and I'm, you know, out to dinner and I, I want to have a great tasting beer, you know, but, you know, I've got you know, a meeting in the morning or, you know, maybe I'm getting up for a workout and that's really where, you know, this fits in, you know, at such just such a perfect level, you know, for anybody to sit back and enjoy, you know, just a great tasting brew. Yep, well, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, it, it's not even like a weekday weekend thing. And, and by the way, the days seem to have blended together now with, with how things are. But, you know, sometimes you, you just want that flavor. And you mentioned earlier how, you know, it's like, like, you know, going out for a beer kind of brings people together. And, and that's kind of important. But, you know, sometimes what you really want, what most people want is the taste, you know, and not so much. Uh, the buzz. So being able to have options available to people, I think, is is real important, whether it's at a restaurant, a bar, or, or certainly at home as well. Couldn't agree with you more. Um, you know, and there's, you know, this this movement. You know, as you like to say, this isn't just you know a trend or you know a flash in the pan. But you know, this movement is you know continuing to gain traction, and and we're really excited to see you know what non-alc you know is capable of you know here heading into 2021 and. You know, there's you know, so much runway and, you know, opportunity ahead for all of us. And, you know, once again, we're not trying to change, you know, the wheel. We're not trying to eliminate craft beer, um, you know, but just trying to add, you know, new ways to consume it, 
you know, just different ways to scratch that itch, essentially. You know, you've woken a couple sleeping giants out there that are getting into this space. Probably not all bad, though, right? This is a new category, so other competitors getting in, it's a rising tide. If I saw someone drinking one of those brands, I'd be... The first thing I'd say is, oh, you know what you have to do? You have to try Athletic because it's, you know, it's a craft beer. And it, is that how you guys are seeing it the, with, with some of the new, I think Guinness just announced today. Oh, exactly. No, we, we certainly welcome, you know, the new entrance into the market, you know, and honestly it is, you know, quite an honor, you know, kind of share the same segment space as, you know, um, you know, Boston beer coming out, just the haze, yep. um, you know, Dogfish Head with Lemon Quest, you know, Heineken Zero has done a really phenomenal job. You know, in my opinion, of brewing a great tasting, you know, 0.0, you know, beer. I mean, if you like Heineken, it tastes like Heineken. And Guinness, obviously, with their announcement, you know, as well as, you know, some other entrants coming in. And to your point, Mike, I mean, high tides raise all ships, you know. And, you know, we see this, you know, as really legitimizing the movement um, and really, you know, bringing a little bit more light, you know, to this category. You know, but I think at the end of the day, too, you know, we're not just coming out, you know, with a single skew. Um, you know, this is something that's been, you know, our focus, you know, since 2017. You know, Bill and John's, you know, ultimate mission, you know, whenever they started this thing. And, you know, this is all that we do. You know, we own the only two breweries in this country that are solely dedicated to non-alcoholic craft beer uh, production. You know, we, we, you know, we produce all of our beer, you know, in-house. Um, and it's something that we're very proud of, you know, the fact that, know we are here to stay and you know this is you know the athletic category and at the same time you know we're welcoming you know anybody that wants to come in and play and you know it's going to be a good time i know it's early in the burn right now but you know you guys are really firing on all cylinders do you have a sense of demos on this are they beer drinkers that have gone to this are you bringing people into the category are they young are they old is it is there any sense of what's prominent or is it just across the board what's yeah. Oh, by all means. Um, it's really interesting, you know, comparatively to not only the, you know, the craft beer market, but also, you know, the traditional non-alcoholic market. You know, we have some pretty strong, you know, uh, kind of conversing data on that. You know, over 80% of our consumers are underneath the age of 45. You know, so certainly attracting that younger consumer. I mean, 60% you know, percent of U.S. age adults, you know, across the country have less than one drink per week. You know, and that millennial generation is consciously reducing their alcohol intake, I think, you know, upwards of 45 to 50 percent. And, you know, we have a 45 to 55 female to male ratio um, as well, which is pretty strong, you know, takeaway against you know, that traditional, you know, beer drinker. And I think the thing that you know, really you know, points towards, you know, what Athletic is doing and the fact that, once again, you know, we're just producing great tasting liquid is that the vast majority of our consumers still drink alcohol. You know, they're just tacking us on, you know, different parts of their life, you know, different parts of their, you know, their drinking week. And, you know, it's it's not, you know, too hard to see, you know, out in the market, you know, folks that are buying, you know, whatever the latest, greatest, you know, four pack, 16 ounce, you know, banger there is, you know, a new, you know, hazy IPA. You know, they're purchasing that right alongside a six pack of Run Wild or a Free Wave or an All Out Stout. It's something that, you know, that we're pretty proud of, you know, that we are part of this, you know, independent craft beer community. That's you know, something that we're really, really looking to kind of set our foundation and continue to be a part of. What's next? Is it just trying to <laughs> uh, get out there to, to more states? Is that the idea? Yeah, I, you know, I think for us, you know, our strategy, you know, has always been first and foremost to positively impact, you know, our consumers, you know, communities, health and, you know, happiness. I mean, that's always you know, where we stem from is our mission, you know, and it's to really, you know, legitimize this category, 
you know, and, you know, just bring, you know, new opportunities, you know, for the craft beer world. And, you know, we're firm believers, you know, that we're going to bring just as much, to, you know, to the, to the craft beer, you know, as a complimentary option as we are going to take away from soda and RTDs and coffee and water, whatever else. I mean, I'm sure the two of you could speak to this, you know, as well. But for me, you know, the time for craft beer is always, uh, but the time for the booze is a little bit more, you know, few and far in between, you know, but as we look ahead, you know, we're, we're being very thoughtful about where we're going. You know, we certainly have a desire to, you know, become, you know, the national craft in a brand of choice. Um, but, you know, first and foremost, it's going in deep, you know, within, you know, our own markets that we're, you know, currently in, uh, really setting our foundation, you know, in Massachusetts and Connecticut, you know, New York, you know, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine, you know, as well as the Mid-Atlantic. You know, as we continue to expand, you know, just being very diligent, you know, not trying to go too fast, too quickly, you know, making sure we're doing things the right way, you know, from the start, you know, and that in a set, you know, within, you know, the, you know, any given, you know, beer segment, while it is growing, you know, it still is, you know, four to eight feet of shelf space. So, you know, we're not trying to set the world on fire with Skumageddon or Rotation Nation. Now we have a ton of versatility and we've produced upwards of 50 different styles of beer at this point, you know, but just being very thoughtful about, you know, what we're putting out into the market. We've got some really exciting stuff uh, for next year. You know, we've got some really amazing partnership announcements, um, you know, as well as some, you know, really exciting styles and some different package configurations. But I, I can't give away the boat quite yet. Um, no. Just be on the lookout for Athletic here in the next couple of weeks. You know what? We want to have you back on because I, I knew you were going to say that when I asked, uh, you know, what states are you in? And it's almost like, well, what day is it today? Because it's changing so quickly. But it is, <laughs> it is amazing. Being a fan of craft beer, if someone was to say to me, you know, you've got to try this non-alcoholic 50 calorie beer. It's great. I would have been like, you're crazy. And, uh, yeah. and it's, it, so, I, you know, I, I think people have to try it to even understand what's going on here, but it, it is an amazing tasting beer. And to, to your point, there's no compromise. You really, if, if you are watching your carbs and you're health conscious and you like beer, I mean, this is right in the target zone, right? And there is no... I, I don't feel like when I'm drinking, when I'm drinking this beer, I feel like I'm having a beer. I don't feel like I'm compromising at all. And that is from a taste standpoint. And it is truly amazing. You've got something here that I don't know how they, how you've done it, but it, it's a, it's a pretty amazing product from that standpoint. Oh, sure. Without a doubt. I mean, you know, all the credit, you know, really goes to everybody, you know, at athletic, you know, whether, you know, it's on the production side of things, you know, with our brewing team or procurement, you know, our shipping and logistics side, know marketing branding you know it really is a team effort and that's always been you know our approach is that you know we are a culture you know that works shoulder to shoulder together um and you know i you know on the sales side of things and we're really fortunate you know to be the ones out there representing it but everybody that puts in such amazing work on you know both in san diego and in stratford connecticut it makes our jobs you know that much easier we have an amazing community as well you know, of athletic believers, and, you know, we're looking to bring, you know, our beer to the masses. You know, athletic is very committed to, obviously, the, the community, and um, and we talked a little bit about, you know, the, the involvement with athletics and marathons, but uh, I know there's also a, a charity part uh, to athletic with the, the Two for the Trails program, and maybe you could just speak a little bit about how that started and, and what that's all about. Of course. No, and that all stems back to, you know, Bill and John, you know, whenever, you know, it was just a two-man operation in a, you know, very big empty warehouse in Connecticut, you know, they made the commitment that 2% of gross sales were going to go back to trail park restoration and cleanup. 
Um, and that's something that as we've continued to grow, you know, that has always been our commitment. Um, you know, and, and we're not, you know, just writing big corporate checks and, you know, cashing them, you know, out happy Gilmore style and calling it a day. We're actually, you know, making small you know, donations, you know, at the community level all across the country, you know, on a weekly basis and making a pretty significant impact, you know, within those communities. You know, we have, you know, uh, high aspirations, you know, that this year we're probably going to donate, you know, between 400000 to $500,000, you know, through that program, you know, and on our side of things, too, we go out there and, you know, we're doing, you know, that trail park restoration and cleanup ourselves, you know, right alongside, um, you know, um, those partners of ours. And we've had some really amazing partnerships across the country. You know, we also donated, um, you know, 10% of our sales, you know, back in April and May to the National Restaurants Employee uh, Employee Association Relief Fund, uh, which, went, which went right back to, you know, displaced employees in the on-premise. Uh, we also, you know, as the world continue to, you know, kind of turn and, you know, make a difference in May, you know, made 10, um, you know, donations to the BLM movements at the community and local level for opportunity and outreach. And also, you know, right there in Massachusetts, you know, we did partner up with the Pan Mass Challenge this past year, you know, and ended up brewing um, Closer by the Mile, which was a really phenomenal kind of hazy pale ale. And 100% of those, um, you, know, you know, GP went back to, you know, the Pan Mass Challenge, which you know, this year, we you know, we ended up donating over $75,000. You know, community for us is, is really everything. And it's been really amazing, you know, and I've, once again, all the credit in the world to Bill and John, you know, for putting this out there for us that, you know, we are here to, you know, make an impact. Um, and that's just something that's always been our commitment and is, as a company that is, you know, very outdoorsy, um, you know, and, and, you know, some very activity driven, it's just near and dear to our hearts. That, that's amazing. And it's impressive. And um, not sure it makes the, the beer taste any better but it, it certainly kind of makes at least you know makes me feel better even drinking it and enjoying it kind of knowing that there's there's a lot of goodness behind it without a doubt you know and that's and that's just who athletic is you know it, it's never been you know about numbers for us um, you know it's always been about you know making a positive impact and trying to you know leave this world in a better place and not to try to be too cliche you know but positively impacting you know like I, you know, as mentioned you know the environment you know, our communities, you know, and ourselves, you know, we're, a, we're a company, you know, that is, uh, you know, constantly, you know, working together, you know, spending a lot of time, you know, with one another, you know, virtually, you know, at this point in time, you know, but, you know, before that, you know, getting out there and just doing things together. And that's, that's really what athletics all about. Christian, we really appreciate you being on the podcast. We're huge fans of the, of your beer too. As we said, everyone's mentioned it on the podcast as a, uh, as the big like thing to watch, you know, they're saying, Hey, well, you know, it's, it's just a great tasting beer from a company standpoint. You, it's clear that you're an authentic brand out there you're not faking it. This is, you guys are, are really hitting a spot with a lot of people in a very authentic way. Kudos to you for, for, all the work you're doing here. Well, yeah, well, we really appreciate that. And, you know, once again, uh, cannot be, you know, grateful enough for, you know, allowing for us to, you know, come on and, you know, talk a little bit about what we're doing. Um, but I, I have to give, you know, the shout out back to everybody at Athletic. Um, you know, it really is, you know, team effort, you know, day in and day out. Um, and as well as, you know, all of our amazing, you know, distribution partners across the country. Um, couldn't do it without them either. So uh, we're starting the league where we're going to be starting a new league in early November. Uh, we're going to have one of your beers in the league and uh, we'll send you a, a link to sign up. You can either sign up to play. It's a fantasy league. If you're, if you're not familiar with it, it's uh, it's all based on uh, retail off premise sales. So it's based on Nielsen data out there. 
and it's uh, you get points based on how your sales were versus week ago. So if you did well mm-hmm. versus prior week, so you get a certain amount of points and you get some ranking. You make a team out of six beers. And you can either sign up for our open league where you compete against the masses out there, or you could actually start your own league and be a commissioner of your own league. So you have a, a cup, so you could start your own athletic brewing league and invite everyone in the company and you can, you can compete against each other. We're starting to see some real interest in it for craft beer lovers. And obviously it's, it's hitting a chord with both craft beer drinkers uh, or fantasy players or the overlap there of both which is uh, pretty sizable, we think. Oh, without a doubt. No, we, we'd love to share it out. And, you know, we can definitely get that blasted out on, you know, our Instagram or, you know, our Facebook. Um, I feel like I might be at a little bit of an advantage uh, with Athletic, just knowing the reset schedule. If you guys are talking through November um, on the chain side of things, uh, but, you know, maybe uh, we can keep that uh, just to ourselves. Then. Yeah, I think your brand, just based on day, month, week by week growth, might be a very popular brand in the, in the league. Uh, I don't know sure. if, if other brands are experienced. We have seen some other brands uh, in previous seasons just have, cons- you know, consistently do well. Because if you have a really good week, it makes the next week that much harder to outperform. So you do see some that have a good week, but then that's now the new bar. So it's very difficult to have a good week after that. Yours might be an exception in the league this, this season, but we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, we think it's a lot of fun to play, Christian, and, and we think you'll have a good time with it. And and, and what we we what we've seen the kind of the league and, and the participants playing in the league do really is it it's just kind of a fun way to introduce uh, those consumers to a lot of different new craft beers. You know, there's a lot of them out there, and and and. People have their favorites, but there's a lot that, that they're not aware of. And uh, kind of by playing in a fantasy league game like this, you start to become aware of some of the different brands you might not have heard of. You, you learn a little bit about them. You might get curious about them and, and you go ahead and try them. And, and that's what we've, we've found. And uh, that's what kind of gives us kind of that uh, feeling of satisfaction with regards to running the game. That's, that's amazing. Um, I think that's what, you know, this industry is all about, you know, in my opinion, you know, it's community, you know, it's innovation, you know, it's trying to, you know, different things out. Um, and you know, the more, you know, great tasting craft beer that, you know, we can bring to people, then I think that's the better, you know, for all of us. And, you know, as I always like to say, I mean, there's two types of, you know, great tasting beer in this world, the kind you like and the kind that's free. So find one of those and drink up. Absolutely. Christian, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We look forward to having you back at some later date, if it's okay with you to get an update on all the things that you were kind of hinting towards. We'd love to, we'd love to talk to you once those are out there in uh, 2021. Stay safe, and we will see, we'll send you a link for the, the league, and we'll uh, most likely see you up on the leaderboard. That sounds phenomenal. Mike and Mike, I uh, really appreciate y'all's time and for, for having us on this afternoon and looking forward to uh, talk with you guys at some point in the near future. That was great, Christian. Thanks. Thanks, Christian. Have a good one. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.